Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. I said, give me the hell yeah! Hey, this is Zeta Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted you need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks hey everyone this is jeff cobb i'm lewis howley i'm sam spoker we are pretty deadly yes boy yes boy hello my name is Zena dragano the star the nxt uk champion and you're listening to the wrestling wrestling podcast Listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romaran, and Rowan ASH on an audio only episode. And it's not just any audio only episode because it is episode number 500, eight plus years into it. And I, I can't believe now, eight years after you and I, Ro, went into a booth, uh, me having been drinking at some pub fresh off a breakup, and you having come from Joshi Jam, now we would still be doing this podcast. Holy shit. And we've gone through a lot of people. I mean, like, we, we didn't think that we would have, like, somebody like Rowan uh, be part of the show uh, from fandom to being an actual uh, show host or, you know, almost a show host uh, after eight years. Didn't think we would be growing this big to reach this point. Yeah, I mean, like I said, no anniversary nothing when we were at We Remote, I never thought, like, from being a listener, I'll be part of this show. And right now, we're at episode 500. Yeah, um, it's huge. Uh, of course, we got to say thank you to everybody who's been part of this community that we've built over the years. Lalona, the patrons who are actually helping us fund our operations, really a huge part of the fun that we get to have whenever we get together on Discord for all of our events. And we just can't wait for a point where it's really safe to just uh, have an event where we can all get together uh, that are we can all wear our wrestling wrestling podcast merch sobrang laking bagay that we have all these supporters from the community from the patrons the listeners the viewers uh, the podcast network Asia team who have been very supportive since the day that we joined them and everyone in the wrestling scene both here and abroad who have been so game to join the podcast sobrang laking bagay from the TJPs of the world to the Robbie Eagles his Jeff Cobbs Thunder Rosa Grayson Waller all of the guests that we've had over the years you know before we get to the main event which is the round table that we're hosting with the pioneers of Philippine wrestling at least for this generation gotta let you know that Chino is still part of the pod he just is unable to be on the recordings in the meantime because he if you want to send Chino your congratulatory messages, uh, send it over at Chino Supersized. Of course, for all of us at Monday Night Rowan, at Rowan's War, at underscore Stancy, 
and for the podcast, especially if you want to ask questions on TikTok, which Ro and Rowan do a very fantastic job of answering, it is at Wrestling2XPod. All right. Main event natin is a roundtable featuring the pioneers of the Philippine wrestling scene from this generation. You've got MWF president Veronica Litton, MWF producer William Elvin. You've also got Robin Sane from WUW and, of course, Mr. Philippine Wrestling, Jake DeLeon. They'll be joining us. Uh, they've got some stories that have never been told on any other podcast before, as well as some, some issues that happened in the past that we actually got to resolve here on the podcast. So that's pretty fun. Before we get to that, though, let's tell you about how you can be part of our growing community of Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patrons. Yeah, so I mentioned Stan Kanina. So uh, by the time you hear this, we I think we just did our Hell in a Cell viewing party. Uh, so if you wanted to be a part of the next premium live event viewing party, which would be Money in the Bank, all you got to do is subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as 250 pesos a month to get access to our Discord community where we do the watch parties and where we talk about wrestling and sports and all the other good stuff. You also get access to our exclusive review content of TV shows, pay-per-views, and live events. And you also get our free merch when we finally come out with the merch. Uh, so hopefully soon, because it's been in the pipeline for so long, you will be first in line. And then when we also do uh, orders from uh, online stores from abroad, we can also do a pasabay all again for 250 pesos a month. Low, low price to support the podcast. All right. So it's time to get to the roundtable. Here's our conversation with the pioneers of Philippine wrestling. All right. For episode 500, we did promise a very special and packed episode here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. This is not something that we were able to do pre-pandemic. Mas lalong hindi namin nagawa at the height of the pandemic. But what we have right here is we've assembled a panel of several pioneers, OGs of Philippine wrestling. They were around before there was any scene to talk about locally, and we're going to talk to them individually, uh, try to get their stories that hindi pa na share before on this podcast, on any article, any other podcast. Really excited to bring them all here for you on the podcast. So we're going to introduce them one by one and try to get some updates from them as we relive some of these stories from Philippine wrestling. So let's start off with our first panelist. This guy is a longtime friend, longtime guest of the pod. Please welcome back Mr. Philippine Wrestling, one half of the PWOGs, Jake DeLeon. How's it going, JDL? Hello, everyone. Uh, Jake DeLeon here. Been a while. Nice to be here on the podcast again with Stan Rowe and now what is known as Rowan. So, what is no? Hindi man lang who. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to make of him yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> what a heel! All right. Um, next one that we're introducing is another one of the OGs in the ring. Someone that Ro and I actually got to watch at that very first PWR event in September of 2014. Uh, he is the speed chaser, but Ken Warren loves to call him a speed racer as well. Please welcome <laughs> Rob Insane. How's it going, brother? What's up, guys? Uh, um, first of all, I just want to say that. So you oh, know, thank you, not, thank you. Not not so much. We we talk <laughs> on a weekly basis. Hello, Rowan. Seems Hi, like, how you doing? It seems that you're a nice guy for a change sa community. Na to, Very good boy. Very good. <laughs> all uh, right. Kami bala so, dito. Pag pumalpakyan ano, kami bala. We'll keep him in line. 
Uh, Robin Sane, of course, representing WUW. So uh, can you tell our listeners really quickly about WUW in case they haven't really heard of the promotion before? A World Underground Wrestling is actually based on Japan. Tapos nag-branch out siya to um, different countries. Tapos dito sa uh, Philippines recently. Actually, um, 2019. Uh, yung president uh, ng World Underground PH is Martin Box, uh, also known as uh, St. John Martin. Uh, he's the owner of the Brawl Pit Blues and uh, where Manila Wrestling Federation trains nowadays. And basically, uh, yung style is kind of different from you know uh, traditional pro wrestling. And um, you know, it's kind of exciting. Uh, you should uh, check out their page sa, or sa YouTube to see what I'm talking about. Yun lang naman. All right. Now let's introduce our next panelist. Shempre, uh, sabi nga natin mga pioneers, and this is one of the people who was also part of that fledgling group. Almost a decade ago, she's now the president of MWF, also one of their voices on commentary, at least for the first couple of episodes, Veronica Litton. Hi, can you guys hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Okay, perfect. Sorry if I'm out right now. I'm unfortunately not blessed to be like other pro wrestling presidents who have people do, do shit for them, so I have to do everything myself. Story of my All life. Right. Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right, thank you for joining us, Veronica, despite uh, being busy on your errand run. And the last panelist that we have for tonight is someone who we don't hear a lot uh, off of. Dita's uh, wrestling scene here in the Philippines. Um, I'm not sure if uh, he's still based in Hong Kong. Uh, we're going to ask him when we have him on. Let's bring back MWF producer, William Melvin. I'm not based in the Philippines. Unfortunately, I'm here now. So, mabagal yung internet. <laughs> I'm not used to this. But I'm so sorry. Uh, I think this is my first time to be heard in your show. So thank you very much for inviting me. So let's go around the room here and start, Muna, with finding out that there was an effort to start a wrestling promotion here in the Philippines. If I'm remembering correctly, uh, this all really happened 2013 Palang. So um, let's start with JDL. Um, how did you hear about this whole thing? And what was your immediate reaction when you found out that somebody was actually trying to put up a company? So I found out about it like around 2013 also. I joined that now infamous Facebook group. Well, not infamous for the bad things, but like it's it's not around anymore. Uh, PWR, you started off as a Facebook group uh, made by Enoch. Uh, like, I, I don't know if you guys know him, but he's Frankie 13. But I joined that group, Facebook group, because I was just looking. Uh, there was This was around the time where I was like getting back into pro wrestling and like looking for like communities, forums where I could just talk about wrestling. And then I found out about PWR, this Facebook group. Like, so I, I joined it, like maybe just like-minded Filipino wrestling fans just wanting to talk about wrestling. And then I realized, oh, they're trying to put up their own promotion. Oh my God, we're going to have wrestling here. So I thought, all right, I want to join this. Um, and yeah, I, I thought I thought it was interesting. It was very um, ambitious of them to try and put it up. Uh, so I decided to join. I, I thought of like just... If I wasn't gonna make it as a wrestler, I was. I wanted to offer my marketing services because I was working as a, a marketing assistant already by the time. So that's what I wanted to offer. And fast forward to now, I did become a pro wrestler and been one of the first ones there. Mikilala ka ba heading into it? Did you uh, see any names that you recognized? Not at all. <laughs> like I, I saw people in that Facebook group posting promos. Like that they decide to want to put up and like, oh, here's my promo skills and everything. Oh, here's a character I want to put up. And I'm like. 
I do not know any of you, but I just want to try being a wrestler. So it was that like we I've talked about in previous podcasts also where everyone met up in Market Market. Like no one knew each other. And then we saw Bombay wearing his own merch before there was even any like merch to be sold. There was like a Powered by Bombay like graphic on his shirt. I'm like, oh, is he legit? <laughs> like, no, we just found out he printed his own shirt. But yeah, like we, I knew no one. But like that first meeting was like everyone knew everyone for years because we all just pretty much got together, talked about wrestling and then started training together. Uh, let's go to Robin Sane here. Sane, nandun ba at that market-market get-together? No, not at all, actually. Mat- matagal pa bago ako makasaling. Funny story, nung, ano, nung Wrestle... Uh, ito eh, I, 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 if I remember, Wrestlemania 30. Kasi um, nung mga Wrestlemania 27, 28, 29, um, may, mga, ano, may mga parang viewing sa mga cinema, katulad sa, um, if I remember, market-market, kung saan man, saan man yun. Parang ano, wala akong nakikitang ganun. So, I, I went ahead and went to Facebook and tried to search kung meron, meron ganun. Kasi me and my, my friends sila, Mr. Lucha, sila, Rick Sanchez, yung mga, yung mga nasa MWF. Um, we were trying to look for a viewing party. Tapos lumabas doon, yung uh, Philippine Wrestling Revolution viewing party. Tapos nagtaka kami, parang Philippine Wrestling Revolution, parang ano, 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 ano ba sila, group ba sila? Kasi gusto namin sumali. Nung sumali kami, nakita namin yung ano yung uh, Joshi Jam. Tapos sabi ko, "Uy, may wrestling dito sa Pilipinas." And then we saw I think Bombay yata yeah, trying to do roles and stuff and then yeah, we stumbled upon the YouTube uh, YouTube channel that nakita na nga namin yung mga promos and such, yung training sa F- AFP and then yun parang na-entice kaming sumali. Pero inuna muna namin yung viewing party. So, um, fast forward by the time na natapos yung WrestleMania 30, paiwan kami. Nakita namin yung, um, with the likes of ano, Ver- Veronica, and kung sino naman yung natira doon, tapos medyo shy pa kami. Sabi namin, um, pwede, pwede, po ba kami, pwede po ba kaming sumali sa wrestling nyo? Tapos buti nandiyan si Mr. Lucha kasi nung tinignan nila ako, head to toe, parang, um, I think you need to work out first, ganun, ganun. Tapos nakita sila ni Mr. Lucha, oh yes, you're in na, you're in na. Teka, <laughs> <laughs> sino yung gatekeeper <laughs> na yun? Sa so, legit, I think kilala niya yung taong Is to. It, hey, sorry ano, bro, hey, you need good. to work out pa. It's, it's, it's the bro. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly that accent. <laughs> <laughs> yun, yun, exactly, exactly the guy, exactly the guy. What a classic And, response. Nakita nga namin na ano, um, try to watch his own video yata yun na sa AFP. Tapos, um, I, I, I think siya yun. Anyway, um, nakita niya si Mr. Lucha and then uh, the rest was history. Umatenda ko ng first PWR training dun sa Paranaque, sa Fit Plus. Eto, gasgas na gasgas na yung story na to. Lalong-lalo na kay JDL. Pero the very first person na nakita ko sa bus pa lang is si Jake De Leon. No shit. Wow. Yes, yes, exactly. Tapos tinabihan ko siya. Tapos sabi ko, um, Kuya, kayo po ba si Jake De Leon? Oo na. Kala ko, sino ba to? Sino ba to? Kala ko, yan ako eh. That is true. That is true. For like, yes. First time I ever met Robin Sane was on the bus going to the training area we were at in Paranaque. Interesting. I, I did not know that. Di ko alam nagasgas na yung kwento kasi first time ko marinig yung kwentong yun. What were your impressions, Will, about this effort that people were putting into a company? Did you think na, oh, uh, this is something I want to be a part of or did you seem skeptical of it? 
at that time I was already you know I was already at at looking for something else to do um you know you're looking for something to entertain yourself with so I joined I, I think I know uh, I remember parang ang nag-adyata sa akin si uh, the man we know today as Kanto Kilabot Terror uh siya yung nagpasok sa akin dun sa group uh, the first guy I met was Bombay Suarez sa uh, Shangri-La so nag nagkita kami dun. and then you know I got introduced to the original core team so to speak tapos yun uh, i got part of the planning stages of whatever i mean to answer your question i did not know if it was going anywhere i don't think any one of us knew ano lang eh ang una lang naming napag-usapan noon yung sa Joshi Jam yung show ni yung produce ni Tajiri let's go to veronica uh, and get her take on everything because See, Robinson apparently came in WrestleMania 30. I didn't know that. And see, JD was there with a Facebook group. Palang. Uh, what were your impressions of this Facebook group that some high school kid, see Frankie 13, had just put up there? So here's what happened. I got into what we now know as, as the original PWR Street team back in 2011. So this was around the time everyone started watching wrestling again because it was the summer of punk over at WWE. Around that time, I guess this was the first time um, wrestling local wrestling fans started mobilizing on Facebook. Because before that, we were all on different local pro boards. So Solar USA had a pro board. Back when they used to run WP programming, um, there were pro boards dedicated to things as random as wrestling toys and wrestling t-shirts. So this was the first time you actually saw all the wrestling fans in the Philippines come together because of social media and because of the summer of punk. So one of the first pages to come around was that WWE Fans Philippines page that Santa Terra put together. And like William, his whole thing was like, hey, um, we're starting a local wrestling company. Do you want to join? And I was like, okay, sure, why not? Because it's like, I've always wanted to be part of the wrestling industry in any way, shape, or capacity. And I didn't know what was going to happen. Really didn't know what was going to happen. So from 2011 up until 2013, there were like various instances to get things moving and to start something. But... Nothing really came together until 2013, 2014. So at around that time, um, a few people, and this includes Olo Babasa and Nelson Jr., they were basically like, okay, who wants to do this for real? And who's just, you know, talking shit online? So they were like, okay, we're actually going to meet up to talk about this. And this was around... This was like December 2013. So the whole thing was like, you know, if anyone wants to join us in this, come on over. Let's talk about it. Let's put our heads together and let's see what we can do. So that eventually led to what's basically now the first actual PWR meeting. And that happened in Trinoma. And there were a bunch of people there. Oral was there. Nelson Jr. was there, Mike Vargas was there, Rex Lawin was there, I was there, possible Brian Leo was there, a few others 
who are no longer with us were also there. And Wait, like, like they're alive, was... right? You're not saying that they're dead. They're alive. No, okay, yeah, okay. No they're alive, these people. Okay. Yeah. What I meant, like, you know, some of them are in the industry, some of them aren't in the industry anymore. Okay, okay. That's so, comforting. I'm happy everyone feels the same. Anyway, we all started talking, and one of us had a Joshi or one of the Joshi promoters on their Facebook as a Facebook friend. I forget if it was me or if it was Nelson Jr. Because at the time, my favorite promotion was Shimmer. So I'd follow anything women's wrestling. So one way or another, we had found out that Tajiri was in the country for some reason. Because there was a picture of Tajiri right outside of ringside, that old, um, that, that old bar in Pabosai. Yes, yes. We host host the event. So, there you go. So there's a picture of the Jiri there. So I think it was Nelson Jr. He started doing some sniffing around. He found out there was going to be this Japanese Joshi wrestling show that was going to come in. And yeah, they were going to do a show and possibly start up a school. Um, and that's basically what led to Joshi Jam. So to me, spiritually speaking, I look at Joshi Jam as not just the start of PWR, but also the start of Philippine wrestling. Because when we got together and did Joshi Jam, that's when we all kind of mobilized. Because we managed to start talking to the local promoters. So the local promoters had some connections to Japan, to like the promotion that the jury had there at the time. But the problem is the people who were running, uh, who set up the Joshi Jam show, they didn't know anything about the wrestling business. Right, right. What, what was your role at the time, Veronica? Like, what was your designation? My organizational structure na ba kayo? No, not either. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll go to JDL for this next bit. What were your impressions of the people there who were with you? Because, diba, sabi mo na, ano, um, it was just a bunch of guys who all wanted to post their promos online. And then you guys showed up. And obviously, uh, nobody was really in like wrestling shape agad. So what were your impressions like looking around up and down yung, uh, that, that group of people who were at the mall? Uh, honestly, that was what you would call a colorful collection of people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like everyone and anyone who was a wrestling fan was there, all different body shapes, all different body sizes. Um, in terms of the Joshi Jam thing, I was actually a part of the team who was kind of there. But the main thing that I did there was I helped set up the ring in the hopes that I could use the ring. <laughs> like, because, like, so we helped set it up. We helped the, whoever, like, Nimakuya na set up ng ring dun. And then we set it up, and then we realized that, oh shit, this, this ring is bad. Like the ropes were loose, like like it was it was a boxing ring that was like kind of tried to be form fitted into a wrestling ring, but like the ropes were loose, like a boxing ring was, and like we were looking at it, like hmm, I wonder how they're gonna how they're gonna do this. And yeah, the G did a whole thing where he tried out the ropes, like he looked he did not look happy and everything. But yeah, and, and, like I I went off on a tangent in terms of the people that I was there with. I immediately noticed the passion of everyone. Like they really wanted to make this thing work. They really wanted to be in the wrestling business. But when you're that young, like I think at the time I was 22, 21, 22, when you're that young and like you see your dream in front of you, like all you'll see is that dream and you'll try to do everything to reach for that. And I think everyone at the time who was there was all trying to reach for it. Not really knowing like what you'll have to sacrifice in the end, maybe. 
so like yeah everyone was like star-crossed dreamers at the time and like it was all the feeling at the time was like yeah we can do this shit but we didn't know what was in in store for us moving on Okay, so uh, I just wanted to chime in because uh, I want to tell a bit of my story as well. I know I'm not part of the original batch that formed PWR in 2014-2013, but I was a part of that Facebook group. And I do remember the Facebook group and I do remember this spreadsheet on Google Docs in which everyone listed down what they wanted to do and what they could offer, what they could bring to uh, the promotion. So I, at the time I was doing some martial arts, so I just said, okay, I, I can do Muay Thai, I can do Taekwondo, I can do this and that. And I thought I thought I was in pretty okay shape. So there was that. And um, to put a point on what JD said about how everyone was really passionate, um, they were, uh, the, the whole group was talking about putting together training or started training but I didn't know then at the time how they were going to pull it off like I wasn't sure who was going to train them who they were going to bring in how they were going to how they were going to uh, put the training how they were going to learn how to wrestle right? so even though I could see that they wanted to make it happen I also kind of wanted to hold back on joining them because I wasn't sure what kind of training we were going to get. And nung panahon na yun, I was looking into how, how do you get training? How do you get trained to be a pro wrestler? What do you look for? And I saw William Regal's uh, lessons na you got to look, or the general lesson that you got to look for a good trainer because that goes a long way in whether or not you succeed as a pro wrestler. So uh, simply put, I didn't believe in the PWR or what was to become PWR just yet. And I only thought, nah, okay, there's something here when they were training a little more sa AFP and then sa Fit Plus ata, and then they started posting their videos of uh, them doing moves. Sina Bombay ata yun, sina JD. And then, okay, they did it right, I think. I thought, okay, maybe I can maybe I can give this a shot. Then I messaged JD and uh, asked if I could join their training. Pero he told me to wait until after uh, Renaissance 2014. So that's, I think, moving a little too far ahead. But I just wanted to say that kasi sila mga JD na there was a whole bunch of characters trying to make it happen back then. <laughs> yung spreadsheet na binanggit Maro, I actually signed up dun sa spreadsheet na yun. Yes. Kasi uh, I think you showed me that spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, so nilagay ko lang dun, obviously, was announcing or commentating kasi yun lang naman talaga yung skillset na mayaambag ko. Um, let's throw it back to Sen. Nung nandun ka, did you know na, okay, someone's taking charge here para mapagkakatiwalaan ba whoever's taking charge? Uh, what was the situation then? Because you have all these people, very passionate, sure, but who's the leader? Was there a leader or was it Brian Leona? No, not at all. But at the time, um, Veronica was hosting the event. So apparently, I thought na, uh, you know, she was the one uh, managing the, the whole group. Funny, nung viewing party, I saw different characters that JD now. It was surreal. Uh, I, I've never met a wrestling fan in my life before. And people were shouting, people were chanting, and, you know, I just tried to blend in. I think uh, I did well blending in. And I, I saw, um, you know, Brian Leo 
acting all um, boss and stuff. And I thought he was the one managing everybody at that time. So, ano, tama yung assumption ko. Before that, or I think after that, pumunta kami sa AFP, yung, uh, that old AFP ring. Doon daw kinakonduct yung training. The, the very first time na pumunta kami doon, everybody canceled training. So, good thing, hindi kami natuloy. Kasi, <laughs> kasi yung ring na yun, it was, it was murder. Sobrang, sobrang tigas ng ring and whatever. And, um, yun, that, that's, that's just the whole thing. It was very exciting for me coming in. And I don't know anybody. I don't know what's going to happen. Do I need to sign up? Do I need to pay? So, ang mindset ko lang coming in uh, PWR that time is that I'm a wrestling fan. I think the, my whole contribution is being talent or at least I can help out the people there. Waterboy lang ako. At what point of yung origins ng PWR did you enter the picture? Were you there from the beginning? I think uh, very early on. Uh, what I know is uh, it started as an FB forum. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it was an FB forum or a group. Tapos nun, I became online friends with a few people. The first time I uh, the first person I met personally was Bombay. Uh, we met in Shangri-La, and you know we talked about wrestling. You know his 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 experience in 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 backyard wrestling, and he he's 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 a really cool guy. So he we. Uh, I got introduced to the others after that, uh, to Brian Leo, and you know, uh, if I'm not mistaken, wala pa yata si JDL noon nung, nung time na yon. It was really, uh, I remember there were eight of us yon. Um, then there were talks of like, ano, um, starting a promotion. At that time, I was just really looking for something to entertain myself with. I, I was already doing theater by that time. Um, so, so medyo ano lang siya sa akin. Um, parang, hey, if this happens, then, then it's an, an, an extra thing. It's an extra fun thing for me to do. Um, at that time, I was deep into production sa Maxi the Musical. We were doing something uh, sa PETA that time. I remember that, yes. So, yeah. Uh, so, so I was writing music for that. We were really, really deep into production. So they were calling for meetings. I cannot attend every every one of those meetings, but I'd show up now and then. Um, they'd ask me for for my thoughts. You know, being siguro being the most experienced in terms of putting up a show. So I'd give them my thoughts, uh, and uh, you know, they were passionate people. We we were all passionate people, but we were young. We didn't know what we were doing, but you know. We were courageous enough to try things, and I think that's one of the reasons why we're here. Will you were a creative, ne? Right? At the time, you were already active in yeah. theater and and music. So I want to get your input on what you thought of entering an effort like this, na parang walang pera. Parang walang leader, like, di ba, coming from your background, now you already know what an established production looks like. You you would be able to compare and assess and be like, ah, teka, parang sketchy to na effort, ah. you know what I mean? Like, did you ever think that? I never thought of it as sketchy. Okay. Uh, because I was in theater, but I came from UP. We know how to put things together from scratch. It's not an impossible thing for me if they want to do something like this. Uh, so parang treat mo lang siya as as a low budget thesis or whatever and it can happen definitely it can happen 
So yun yung iniisip ko nun. And then, you know, yung Joshi Jam came. Uh, we were approached by the the producers of the show. I don't know what happened. I'm not sure why we got involved or how we got involved. But we we did get involved. We were meeting the the, the, the producers, you know. Tapos ang nangyari pa is that their, ano, their technical director knows one of the technical directors I was working with at that time. So I told her like, okay, you know, these people, we, ano, yung mga kasama ko dito, they don't have any experience in putting together the show, but we, we, we can help whatever, however we could help. So ganun yung nangyari. That's the genesis of the experience for me. Sino parang tumayong leader from your perspective, uh, Will? Kasi si Senhi came in a bit later na into the process and you seem to be mm. one of the generally older uh, guys who were part of that group. It's not exactly a leader, but he was the most hardworking of us eight. His, his name was Borman. He wrestled under the name Nelson Jr. Yeah, yeah. Dun sa first, ano? Dun sa so yung, first, ano, yung uh, parang Liga basketball player yung gimmick. Yeah, the basketball guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very nice guy. One of the nicest guys I've ever met. Has so anyone kept the, in uh, contact with him? I was. Uh, I was. I actually asked him for some photos about like four years ago. He just gave me all the pictures. I think he's living a very religious life now. He's a Christian and, uh, you know, he's happy where he is. So, you know, you know I'm, I'm very happy for that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway. He's serving <laughs> he's serving ano, he's serving the Christian Lord now. But he he's again I'm ano, he's the nicest of the bunch. He was the most uh, organized of the bunch. He was the most hardworking of the bunch. So so we all look to him to document everything you know he carried around this this notebook with the PWR logo it was really really organized but the thing is that we looked at him as a secretary of some sorts because you know he's he's too nice as a leader leader type we're taking our first break from our conversation with the pioneers of philippine wrestling but first here's how you can support the show through your online shopping over on lazada right guys so if you are getting anything that you want and need from Lazada, say hashtag Nasa Lazada, and we just had a sale. So if you want to prepare for the next sale, all you got to do to support the podcast with your online shopping is to use our affiliate link, podlink.co slash IAM, podlink.co slash the letters IAM. Type that in a mobile browser at the cart and check out from the app. And what you buy will help us do what we do here in the podcast at no extra cost. And now a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Taking off from that, uh, you guys already talked about the initial meeting and then going to AFP for training in the ring. I think this is also right around the time that you guys were posting on social media and letting people know that PWR existed, which is where our paths first crossed, right? Like right after that Joshi Jam show that Ro and I were at. Because Ro and I were also among the first people to be critical of early PWR. Uh, I, I remember us all interacting in this Facebook group where you guys were posting your stuff and Kamini Ro and a bunch of other friends were commenting that, wait lang, this is not safe. Who's training you guys? Uh, you know, being all herder about it. So, uh, you JD, looking back, what did you think of the initial skepticism that uh, um, met your posts? I've been waiting to say this shit for eight years. <laughs> 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 no, but like, 
the initial skepticism, I kind of laughed at it because it definitely it, it was unsafe, but what wrestling promotion isn't? <laughs> so like at the time I was like, okay, people are like at least talking about us and everything. And like the thing that you guys like really were on was like a picture of I think Brian Dio's ear with blood on it because yeah. the story of that <laughs> the story of that was like Mayhem Brannigan, they had like a, a hardcore match, right? So Mayhem Brannigan was throwing shit into the ring and like one one cookie sheet hit him like the corner of the cookie sheet hit like the square, the ear of Brandio, and it started bleeding. It wasn't even that big of a cut. And I thought, why are people making such a big deal of this? But it's true though. Like definitely we weren't getting trained well, but at the time before we put on that test show with like maybe 14 people. At the we beginning of Revolution tra- Now? Yes. During Revolution Now, we were trained by a uh, person who was trained by Hernandez from TNA back then. I don't know how long he trained with Hernandez, but he taught us enough to know, like, to teach us how to bump, to teach us how to roll well, jump around the ring and everything. Although, apparently, he didn't teach us how to do neck bridges. And, like, <laughs> when, when another trainer came in, oh, shit, we could have died, but true. Like, yeah, but, like, um, the initial skepticism was fun, funny to me because, you know, like, I'm pretty sure everyone who is a skeptic also deep down wants to do the thing that they are skeptical about. So I'm just like, okay, maybe they just want to join. <laughs> and then that's all that's all we that's all I would tell them. Uh guys, if you want to just check it out, just come here and everything. But yeah, you know, that's how I felt. Ikaw sen, any reaction mo na kami yung nega at the time? The first ever ref ng PWR sen. <laughs> at that time, actually, um wala akong comments na may nag ano, critique sa PWR that time. But uh, apparently, yung hindi nila kasi alam yung nangyari. So uh, I would assume na oh kasi eto lang yung nakita nila. They should watch the Renaissance show to find out and to comment about that. So yun lang yung ano, yun lang yung hinihintay ko. Pero if ever you guys did watch that, I think magko-comment din kayo nangyari dun sa second match. So um I I ref two matches that time. The first one was with you know, see um, the trainer and Bombay Suarez. The second match was a battle royal, and that that battle royal. So I went to for a while. Um, it was me, Brian, Leo, and um, Will. Actually, me and Will um, thought about that um, battle royal because we were trying to organize it per se. And you know, um, I had this joke. I always joke, or I've, wait, I, I always joke around. Things if you guys noticed, that was um like joke ako. What if I win the battle royal and then will will immediately looked at me? Okay, that 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 seems I uh, know that seems fun. <laughs> Let's do that. Sabi ko what? Okay, so what happened? So so what happened was referee ako and then initially the battle royal was um. Named after like the Shannon Invitational Battle Royale, and uh, I don't know what uh, I don't know what she's about to say. Mike Vargas was supposed to win the the Battle Royale. It was Mike Vargas. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Main Max, um, Epitaph, um, as we know na, uh, right now, is Ninja Ryujin. And Kanto Kilabot. Kanto Kilabot there in Norman, Norman. Um, so those are the people that's there. Uh, and Apocalypse, um, the first ever suicide dive in Philippine wrestling history. Uh, <laughs> and, and what happened was, uh, so yun nga, fast forward dun sa nanala na si Mike Vargas. In a very, very ugly fashion, ni low blow ni referee si Mike Vargas and did this schoolboy and then he counted the pin himself and then won the battle royal and everybody was just so confused I was so <laughs> uh, I was so happy William was so happy but everybody's like wow uh, the, <laughs> we had to book a pin for the elimination yeah, yeah. so Veronica yeah. is entering it into the chat she says nah the battle royal had to be booked as a pinfall elimination because nobody knew how to get tossed out of the ring <laughs> that, that, right. to be that's fair right. to them though to be fair to them, though, the ropes were shit. So, like, yeah, if you get tossed, it, it was it was yeah. not safe yeah. at all. The ropes were shit. They're so shit that Tarek was there and he was holding the 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 ropes just for it to, you know, for it let not me, to let fall. Me, let me tell the story. That uh, it was the first match. Um, yung ropes nasira kagad. Yung top rope pa, mind you. We don't know how to continue the match because the the ropes was all, you know, broken. Nga. Sa first match pa yon. So Tarek said. Oh, I'll hold I'll hold the ropes. So for the for the first two match, Tarek was the ropes. So yun yung role niya that time. Yeah. So Tarek was, as in Tarek El Tarek. He was the turnbuckle. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm, he was yes. the turnbuckle. He was literally holding the whole match. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, I'm not sure if Veronica is in a more quiet uh, location. Uh, she just said that Revolution Now, the show that uh, Sen was just describing, which was held at FitPlus, was developed as a concept to attract investors. The people who were there, did it attract uh, investors at all? Meron bang numapit? No. 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 <laughs> yeah, no. no. Uh, I, I know the story. Yeah, yeah. This is it. This is it. So so uh, we had a friend. Um, uh, well, I, I had a friend. Well, um, he's he's still a friend now. Uh, he's a he's a veteran sportscaster, Sibyl Velasco. Yeah. Uh, so so we were talking about it. We were. I, I was talking to Bill. You know, I'm involved in this thing, and we're trying to put together uh, a wrestling promotion. And Bill said, you know, if you get that off the ground, it should be a bit interesting. So why don't you just get something on video? And that's just the original idea of it. Said, okay, let's try something on video. And, you know, I, I just passed the idea along to, to Brian Leo and all the others. And then they, they turned it into a thing. And the next thing we know is that I, I, I think I remember what I remember was the initial suggestion was just to shoot 
wrestlers doing moves. That was just the original uh, pitch. And then they turned it into a thing. And the next thing I know, as we, we were writing a show. And uh, that's it. That's, that's what happened. It did not attract any investors at all because you know <laughs> i wonder why um, I, yeah, yeah i wonder why but 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 we had shitty cameras you know the ring is there and, and and i think if it was just a shoot of video of wrestlers doing moves as i said this is the this is the theater creative in me talking what what we should have done but of course no one talked about it because we were all high on our own supply what we should have done is like rent some decent lights, rent some decent cameras, and just shoot like you know quick things and edit it into one like thirty second thing. That's that's what we should have done. But we did the show for whatever reason. We we exerted the efforts to actually putting up a show, and uh, you know that's that's where it led. And the next thing we knew, we were taking pictures inside the toilet and things like that. You know, JDL was wearing a barong and I was like, okay, so he wore a barong inside the Fit Plus toilet. And it's just so, it's, it's, it, it was fun though. It's, I mean, looking back, it was really fun. We did actually put out a hype video and uh, I think it was a minute long and it was all full of moves and that's what hooked me in. So I thought that yun yung pang entice ng mga tao and whoever wanted to be interested or invested yeah. in it. Diba? So that was pretty cool. So maybe, yeah, yeah in hindsight, that should have been the plan. Yeah. Um, I, I brought up the Fit Plus toilet because if you've never been in there, it's one of the shittiest toilets you'll probably be, <laughs> you'll probably have the misfortune yep. of Woo. using. Sobrang yep. bantot, puro lamok, no running yeah. water most of the time, and then imagine JDL in his barong <laughs> getting his yep. photo taken. Yep. Oh, the barong was my entrance gear for that show, so like... <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 I remember that. Damn. I think that's the smell of Philippine wrestling. <laughs> I mean, it's not wrong because I was part of the early locker rooms. Na uh, you guys were pissing in Gatorade bottles, diba? So, okay. wala access to a CR, eh? So, <laughs> question for all of you, um, and this is related to Veronica because obviously Veronica's last name is Litton, and the Litton family is pretty well known in entertainment, right? So, like, did you guys yeah. ever think of trying to leverage the connection to Veronica's family? Uh, Veronica, you can you can unmute and try to answer this question. Like, did the, did the guys ever nope, try to leverage the connection MWF, to your family? And I knew I had something to show with MWF. So now, as much as possible, I flex the shit out of the fuck that I'm a lit. <laughs> How about the other guys who were there from the beginning, like Sina, Will, Sen, JD? Did any of you think that hey, yeah. you know, we can we can go to this liton? I'm a provinciano, so I had no fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> So I had no idea that the little name was big. I had no idea like any other name was big. I was just there to wrestle. Aside from Revolution Now, which was your concept to try to get uh, money, so that clearly didn't work out. What avenues were you looking at to raise money? I think, no, I think the initial, because like when we, after Revolution Now, we put on Renaissance, I think the initial way that we got money was one from the t-shirt sales from Joshi Jam because we made PWR <laughs> shirts and then oh, yeah. we were able to sell them and people actually bought them. So that was the initial pool of money. And then I think there was one or two like small sponsors that were able to give us a monetary value. So it was enough to put on Renaissance. And then all I remember after Renaissance was like everyone was going crazy but like 
how the fuck did we get 120 people to pay 250 pesos for this shit? <laughs> and like, okay, <laughs> we're not complaining, but oh my God. Yeah. So yeah. I think with the steady influx of like the ticket sales from those first shows and like the shows weren't really all too often anyway, they were quarterly. So we were able to like amass enough to put on shows for the next event, not consistently, but like, you know, once every three months, good for us. There was a source of income going into PWR because I forgot whose idea this was, but there was a PWR theme in the in what's in what became the street team for the first um, for the first two or three months. There was like a monthly fee that we were collecting, and some people actually managed to pay. I remember that. I think I paid up to six months. <laughs> I was a yeah. mook. Wow. I was a mook. I was like, oh, I'm gonna pay for this every month, and I'm like, fuck. I apparently I was a funder. Tega magani charge niyo for the street team. I think it was 300 or 600 around a around month. Range. Yeah, a month. But okay. like, no, that was that was for the street team, and like, I think it was more for the people who were training. But I don't think a lot of people paid, so I think a lot of it was me. <laughs> Shit. Okay, so I, like I, I you guys, say. you guys clearly made it the Renaissance, which Ro and I were able to catch. Um, Will, I remember you were already an authority figure at the time. Veronica, I remember you were at the event at the time. And then after that show, oh. three of you left, along with a bunch of other people. I wasn't. So Veronica wasn't. Uh, I, so here's here's what happened. Um, we I had written the original. Me and Will had written the original card for. PWR for Renaissance, and it had another name before it was Renaissance. I'm trying to remember what that name was. Um, I think from the original card that me and Will developed, probably less than half remained. Um, and the card, the show that we had in mind was a lot. It, the pace was a lot different, and it was a lot slower than what you ended up getting with that show. Um, so what happened was, and by this point, my relationship with a lot of people in PWR um, wasn't going that great for a number of reasons, mostly creative, and because there's some people who aren't here anymore wanted a lot more creative control. So uh, probably like two or three weeks before we were supposed to do that show, that's when I got asked. And after that, I started getting updates from friends that I had in PWR over how things were developing with that Renaissance show. Probably like two or three weeks after that show, people started leaving PWR. And a lot of those people ended up coming to what's now MWF. There's also another thing I want to bring up that I wasn't able to bring up earlier. In terms of who was in charge of PWR, this is really important. Yusuf never campaigned to be president of PWR. Among everyone else at the time, they thought that he and Will were the best qualified ones to run uh, to run PWR. Okay, so so the, in terms of the position of, of the, the president thing, I remember going home that night from a rehearsal, from a musical rehearsal, and and getting a call from uh, Mike Varga uh, saying, Will. Uh, I just want to inform you that we did this uh, election thing. Uh, we thought that uh, you, it's either you or, or, or Brian Leo 
but you weren't here. You did not go to the meeting, so we gave the the position to Brian Leo. And um, are you okay with being a a VP or some sorts? And, and for me, it's like okay. I just came from a tiring rehearsals or whatever. I, I I'm not big into titles or whatever. So whatever, whatever you want to give me, I just want to, you know, be part of it, help out with whatever I can. So yeah, sure. When when things started to go really a bit uncomfortable, there was a move, and I don't. I'm sure Veronica remembers this. We had a meeting. So when people started to become very uncomfortable with just having Brian Leo as a leader, because you know um, it was made to appear that he's gonna be like the the Vince McMahon or something, but then you know people weren't really really enamored by that idea exactly, and so we we called for a meeting, and uh, we suggested to have a board, and you know because you know we want to respect the decision of giving the position to to Brian Leo at first but then we started to float the idea that maybe you know we do this again once in a, once a year or once in two years and we reassess everything that's happening and uh, so parang rotary or parang class officers na every year may yeah. election yun yung gusto nyo. yeah yeah okay. that's what we that's what we were going for um, I don't know if that happened after I left. No, but yeah, JDL is also shaking his head. But yeah, like from uh, from Kamina, pumasok after you yeah. guys left. Niyaman ng yarion. Yeah, but that's the origin. It should have been that way. Yon yung kwento nung. Yeah, because the board was really developed to ensure that at least the president could basically run the promotion as they saw fit. But there would also be a group of people behind that to oversee the decisions of the president and to assess things. Because, you know, I, we were all young and we were all green. And we didn't have someone experienced in the business to guide us. So it's understandable that we were going to make these mistakes. But, you know, that's hindsight. Hindsight's twenty twenty. We didn't know that at the time. So for us, it was really as much as possible about trying to make the most responsible decisions that we could, given the situation that we're, we were in, given the personalities that we were involved with. And I don't want to knock anyone down because everyone who was ever part of PWR all came into it with the best of intent. I mean, regardless of what our beat what, what that may or may not be. That said, we just wanted to make sure that whatever happened to PWI in the future it was going to be protected. And it, it, it just felt like as we were going deeper and deeper into Renaissance, things started to fall apart more and more. I'm just going to ask Sen this question directly. So during my early days as a fan of the local scene, I've seen all of your names on the alumni section of PWR. So... What, what were the reasons your stint lasted prematurely and how did it lead to the creation of MWF? Well, that's a great question because um, it's also in context of my Veronica. Right before Renaissance, I wasn't supposed to be booked because um, something happened. Uh, I was time that I, I couldn't see in my, my right eye because, um, no pun intended, um, my heel ni uh, <laughs> Brannigan into some spot actually said, Sorry that time. And um, yeah, I was left untreated. I was booked anyway, kasi siguro pinilit ko that time. They let me sign the waiver. And then this was the time na I was one of the 
PWR people that was getting in contact with Veronica. Kasi if I remember, two days or a day before Renaissance, I called Veronica. Kasi she was done in wrestling. Like, done so. Like, she doesn't want to do anything with wrestling anymore, or at least for the wrestling community. I, I called her. Um, kasi she was one of the, the people I, I, I talked to on a, on a weekly basis of training. And that phone call led one thing to another. That was right after Renaissance. I called her again and asked if we can meet up uh, with, uh, with my friends, Mr. Lucha and um, Ninja Ryujin and, and such. Kita um, sa Robinson's Galleria. And um, the Wendy's meeting happened. Yung Wendy's meeting na yon, uh, I, I think somebody can um, fill you guys in kung ano yung Wendy's meeting na yun. But basta, uh, decisions were made <laughs> and alliances were built. And, you know, oh, uh, a lot of things meeting. happen. Uh, yes. So, Wait, hold on, hold on. This Wendy's meeting, I think I know what you're referring to. But can you just identify what groups were involved or what sides were taken and ano so, ba yung purpose ito? Kasi para itong ano eh, uh, Katipunan versus Magdalo or whatever. Right, right. The, uh, no, so, so we went ahead and... Um, Wala na kayo nun. Pali sa kayo PWR when Wendy's happened. Uh, no, actually, nandun pa kami. And then, eto, fast forward, dito na kami umalis, literal. So, eto nga, we went ahead and gave the Wendy's staff and management the trouble to... Uh, connect all the tables. So, na, naiwan na lang na table dun sa Wendy's, tatlo. Tapos, sa amin na lahat. Tapos, <laughs> uh, on the right side, we have uh, Mayhem Brannigan, Tarek, I, I think, um, JDL somewhere at that left, so, Yusuf, and the others. Anyway, so, basta, they were complaining and um, nagkakaroon ng open forum na wala naman napuntahan. So, yan, sorry, sinasummarize ko lang. If there's something specific that I'm leaving out, please do tell the story. But, um, Fast forward din sa tanong ni Rowan. Umalis na lahat. And um, yun nga, nakapag-decision na sila kung ano yung dapat gawin, ano yung dapat rules na ipasatupad. Ayan, uh, and then napag-usapan din si Veronica kasi nga, yun nga, um, they had to... Wait, wait, uh, wait. So this is a, this is the second meeting, no? This is the second Wendy's. This is not the original Wendy's. No, I think he's this, is the the original. this is the, the original. Oh, yeah. This is the original Wendy's. Okay, okay. Just to answer Rowan's question, nang naiwan na kami ni Mr. Lucha, Ninja Eugene, yung, yung tropa ko, tapos ako, I, I, I actually um, pulled uh, Mayhem, JDL, Yusuf, and I think one more guy. And then we told them that um, we were also, parang naapektuhan na kami ng toxicity that time, hindi lang namin sinasabi. And that toxicity involves uh, bullying and um, it involves in uh, forming their own clique or their own um, group long story short di na kami okay and then we told them na we are going to leave PWR and then they asked why and then i told them na oh no this, this is just our side and kung sa tingin nyo di kayo accountable doon we have no problems about it kasi we're just about to leave and then I thought we were done wrestling. Kasi lang makulit ako eh. Makulit ako. Gusto ko ipilit yung gusto ko eh. So, yun nga, nag-meeting kami ni Veronica. And then I thought we should um, make MWF. We should start our own promotion. I don't know how. I don't know paano or ano, what, what who. Yeah, pero 
Nga, I gave Veronica the ano, the leadership because I am not fit to be a leader. And natuto ako doon about PWR because everybody's like, oh, I should do this and I should do that, you know. And and I learned na dapat diyo maging pabibo and you know I I should give this to someone credible. And then yun nga, That's right. kay Veronica and then one thing led to another and then yun. Next thing we know, yun nasa alumni na kami and you know we're, we're not part of PWR anymore. But anyway, right. sorry guys. Uh, uh, sorry if uh, uh, sorry. I'm cutting everybody off. But uh, I, I, I have to go. I have to. I have work. Pa. How does this go? No, okay lang, okay lang. Sen can leave the call. You can leave the call. Thank you for joining us See for yo. this little uh, roundtable on the origins of Philippine wrestling. Thanks, Sen. Bye-bye. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Sane. <laughs> Veronica will... Okay, right, so so while uh while Sen makes his way out of the call, thanks brother. Kwento ko lang na tama yung sinabi ni Sen about the whole toxicity because I remember na bagong salta pa lang kami ni Ro, there was already like a blacklist, like a literal blacklist at the next events that we held. JD Ro, I think you guys remember this na uh we had literal printouts of the faces of yung grupo ni na Veronica who had left. Like, these people are not allowed here at the venue. These are their names and their faces. <laughs> and there were so many efforts to try to stop wow. Veronica's group. Wow, bouncer pang hinayar. Oh, may bouncer pang hinayar. Really? Really? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Hired a bouncer? Oh my really? God, that's awesome. Is so, it, uh, something something uh, Yusuf's wife was tied <laughs> oh to the military. So they had, they had those people to help protect the shows, which was weird. Uh, although I did hear about Sina Rex Lawin potentially trying to invade and start some shit, oh, that was what we were afraid yeah. of at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah we did see those Facebook posts. Yeah, because uh, oh. again, you know, I think by that point that the vision was made, everyone was kind of talking shit to each other, and you know, he wasn't as mature as he is now. So his whole thing was like, oh. If you want someone to suplex you, I'll suplex you. I remember that because in connection to Rex Lawin, uh, I think the word hybrid was very much connected to what Rex was trying to do as a character. And then for some reason, parang naalala ko is that the group that Sina Veronica, Sina Sen, that you guys put together, you were going to call yourselves PHX, which led to what we now know as the PHX Championship because it was literally a shot at the company that didn't even exist. Yeah, uh, you guys were planning to use the word hybrid in the name of your new company. So Yusuf got wind of that and it was his idea to use hybrid to try to steal your thunder so i remember fab's complaining about that once in one of his blog posts it was really yusuf's idea na banggit ko lang because this is all coming together now the picture is becoming clearer for young rowan here but again, yeah, I'll go around the room again i've just been waiting for my time to like speak no, no, no. To i'm gonna go back around the room here starting with jdl looking back at everything we've talked about over the past yeah. hour if Walang wrestling scene dito sa Pinas. And then the same thing that happened in 2013 was dropped on your lap today in 2022. And knowing what you know now about protecting your peace, would you have gotten into all of this? Uh, before that, I just wanted to answer the thing about like that that whole uh, hullabaloo with like the two factions and everything. First of all, I would like to collectively apologize to everyone we have. Like, Well, I'm not speaking for everyone, but like I would like to collectively apologize to everyone I may have offended at the time. Honestly, I don't know how I got into like the VP seat with classical Brian Leo as the head and then also with Mayhem Brannigan. All I really wanted to do was to wrestle and the story that got to me 
was that there were people who were making trouble for us to be able to wrestle. So I understand all the creative differences. I understand that. I also drank of the Kool-Aid of Brian Leo. I admit to that fact. I am owning up to that fact. And as stupid as he is, you listen to him. I don't understand why. Like, like I think that's stu- at some point. As stupid as he is, like I don't know if it's his, if it's like our white supremacist, like because we're we're listening to him. He's white. He's European or whatever. He's Middle Eastern. It's just, you know, like... Yeah, JDL, I, baka malayable tayo dito. Like, baka may lumapit na... Hindi, hindi ko alam. Baka may lumapit na para legal ulit eh. <laughs> oh, God. Um, anyway, uh, but yeah, no, I would like to apologize to people because all I didn't know, like, my actions at the time, I my main actions at the time were to protect the thing that was giving me my happiness, which was wrestling. And I didn't know that there were underlying motives behind, like, we were talking earlier before the podcast, you saw me as the muscle of the team, and, like, I never knew, like, I was seen as a muscle, I never knew that I was seen as a bad guy, I never, like, honestly, I never really want to be seen as a bad guy, which makes me a shit heel, but that's why I just wanted to apologize about that, and mainly, honestly, after you guys left, I didn't really feel anything, because I just knew that, okay, maybe less distractions to go into pro wrestling, but then obviously we know later on that wasn't the case. And like, I, I believe you guys were better off leaving anyway <laughs> than staying there for where we were because at least you didn't get stranded on an island. Anyway, back to the question. Um, if, I knew, if I knew everything that I know now and then going back to 2013, I definitely would still join. The main reason was if I knew what I know now, I definitely would just like, no, I just want to wrestle fuck you, don't give me any leadership positions. I just want to wrestle. No, I will not take on the problems. I will not inherit the problems that you as a leader have made and take it on my own and then give me like two years of trauma and suffering. Some of the best years of my life, but left me with trauma and suffering. So I would not try to put myself in positions that would not bring me happiness because right now, and again, I would like to thank MWF for the opportunity because right now, the happiest I've always been when it comes to wrestling was as a performer, and I would like to keep it that way. And I, as a performer, that's the best that I can give you. That's the best. You will always get the best of me as a performer, as a talker, as a wrestler, as anything. Just don't make me lead. I know I'm good at it, but please don't make me lead. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Like in Knowing what I know now, I would still definitely get myself into that situation and you know, stay away from things I know are going to be bad. I, I appreciate you uh, being self-aware now about it and um, actually being forthcoming enough then uh, on such a public forum like this podcast, this recording. So yeah, much appreciated from us here uh, in the roundtable. Let's go to Veronica. Um, did you want to add to uh, what JD just said or did you want to answer the same question? I'll do a bit of both. Sige. Okay, sige, sige, sige. Me, and, me and William were actually talking about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's, it's one of those things where if we could probably go back in time and tell our younger selves not to do it, we probably wouldn't do it. But at the same time, now that we're so far into it, we're too far gone. Like, there's really no sense that we, there's no way we could ever go back to anything else. So it's just one of those kind of, kind of things. Uh, circling to what JDL said, you know, I have no hard feelings towards anyone in the local scene. 
I love you guys. I, I obviously love William and Sen a lot. I love DDL too, but I love CDL. I know some people here may not feel the same way. It's one of those things where I know I sound like such a broken record, but I think the pandemic allowed us to take a step back and assess everything that, that had been going on because I think the local scene was moving so fast that it was on the verge of imploding on itself because pandemic or not, something was going to happen to that scene. And just with, with how fast things were moving. And I, I think the pandemic allowed everyone to take a step back and reassess what was important to them, what was important to their careers and how they really felt about the wrestling business. So I think that's why the people who are around now after, after the pandemic are the people who really do care about it. The people who never really wanted to, who, the people who got into wrestling for all the right reasons. Something I tell people a lot is that you being in wrestling is not a privilege. Saying that you belong, that wrestling belongs to you or anything like that is completely arrogant. Because to me, it's a privilege to be in wrestling. We all get a chance to take part in this rich, beautiful, grand tradition. And I think the people who are around now, whether it's Robin Sane, JDL, Fabio McKinsey, Crystal, Ken Warren, Rex Lawin. Those are the people who are just so passionate and just thrive on the privilege of being in the scene. So I think one way or another, the pandemic had, had a way of sort of balancing things out and just correcting it. Because who would have thought three years ago that JDL would be in the Manila Wrestling Federation? That's, that's such a wild concept. But here we are now. We're going to get ready. JDL and Robin Sate are going to be part of our main event this coming Sunday. It's, it's, it's wild to think of how far we've come. And I think the reason we got there is because we had time to think. We all have the same passion for wrestling. No one person is better than the other. You know, we just all have our roles and we're here to serve the industry. And there's just love. Thanks for recontextualizing it in that manner. Um, I'm going to go to Will here and ask the same question. Uh, knowing what you know now, let's say you could like talk to your younger selves, as Veronica put it just mm -hmm. moments ago. Would you still have done the same stuff? Would you have made the same choices? Well, knowing what I would know now, it would have been, uh, you know, it, the, the direction would be clearer if I, if, if, if I talk to my younger self, you know. Um, maybe I would have spoken up more. You know, I would definitely, I'd do it again, you know. Thousand life, lifetimes, I'd do it again. Uh, for me, wrestling is the most, and, and I've been in, like, what, countless performance art forms, right, you know. I've performed music in, in front of people. I've acted in front of people. I've directed plays. I've written stories. Um, nothing compares to wrestling. It's just something that it's like, whenever I would talk to other performers, I would always say, you know what? Wrestling is the purest form of theater for me. It's like, you know, th there's nothing else that would compare to it. As a creator, as a performer, you know, it's all there. Um, so yes, I would do it again. 
But knowing what I know now, I would have probably told people, hey, you know, that's not your place. What you would have to do is this and this and this. You have to, you know, not to put myself over or something. We have to listen to people who already have a bit of an experience doing these things. And hopefully people would have listened. To answer another question kanina, you know, just to make the picture a little bit clearer. Personally, what happened to me was that, and and I, I don't know, JDL was saying he did not know how he got the VP position in the first place. I kind of have an idea of, of why that happened. I was already leaving for Hong Kong. I think that was like two days before my flight. I left August 2014, if I'm not mistaken. It's just a few days before I, I went to Hong Kong. I told Brian Leo, you know what? I'm going to Hong Kong, but I still would love to be part of this, the thing. Uh, what I would want to contribute is I still want to write the shows. And I still want to lend you my creative brain. And the first thing I remember after uh, telling them that is uh, JDL and Mayhem Brannigan coming up to me. And JDL was quiet. And, you know, he's, he's always been the, the quiet one uh, that time. Uh, Mayhem was like, okay, so you're leaving. We need a new uh, number two. Uh, me and, and JDL, we're going to be the VPs and stuff. I said, you know what? You do whatever you have to do. I just want to be part of the creative. And, and I left. But what happened was I was writing stuff. And uh, Mayhem Brannigan was not liking what I was writing. And uh, I was talking to Brian Leo. I said, you know what? You know the reasons why I'm doing these. You know, I just want a solid story and stuff like that. But Brian Leo told me, I have to listen to Mayhem. So, okay. So if you choose to listen to Mayhem, then, you know what? Then, then good riddance, I'd leave. And so that's what I did. And I never got involved in wrestling again until Tarek and Veronica and Robin Sane and Mr. Lucha called me up in 2018. That's my story. I did not exactly know what happened between 2014 to 2018. Yeah. Um, so we, we didn't hear from you, Dennis. Uh, oh, hey, that's, William that's Elvin's what, uh, that's, that's my back story. in the scene. Right. What I got from that is that you would have been more of Tito William been yep. the adult because you're right I yeah. agree with you now, uh, the scene needed an adult especially in its infancy I think all of us here in this call can agree that the scene needed an adult whoever it would have been right yeah but but the problem was the adult at that time which was me you know I, I didn't want to ruffle any feathers and for me what I was feeling at that time was that you know I'm, I'm just here I'm just here to have fun and entertain myself I'm doing other things and maybe if I do it again in another lifetime, then I would have been more assertive. We're taking one more break from our roundtable so we can tell you about how you can support the podcast through your online shopping on Shopee this time. So again, always a deal happening on Shopee. So if you want to support the podcast as well with your online shopping on Shopee, it is really easy. Again, all you got to do is use our affiliate link, podlink.co slash W9X podlink.co slash the letter W, the number 9, and the letter X. Type that in a mobile browser, add to cart, and check out from the app. Again, what you buy will help us do what we do at no extra cost. And now a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Let's go to Ro. Uh, Ro also wants to answer this question. Yeah, so I mean, I've been wrestling since 2014. So if I knew 
then what I know now, when I still have gone into it, it's easy to say no. I actually, my first instinct, my knee-jerk response was to say no. But knowing what I also know is that I did love wrestling. I did love performing. It's just that I would have probably found a way to uh, change my approach, how I approached it, what I should have done so that I didn't end up burning myself out, which is why uh, I'm not wrestling for Veronica and Will. So, um, yeah, uh, it's still a pretty special thing to be a part of Philippine wrestling. Despite all its flaws, despite all its ugly parts, there really is something nice about it, something great about making a bunch of Filipino wrestling fans' dreams come true, either for yourself or for them vicariously. That was pretty cool. And I still get a kick out of people saying that they love what we do. So that's pretty cool. And if we knew then what we know now, we would have just all changed the way we did it for the better. And Sana, we would have ended up with something we could be even more proud of and happy about, you know? This question was originally for JDL and Sen, but Sen left. And you know what? Let, let's ask Rona then. All uh, mine now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this is me asking as a fan. Narin, eh? So I'm really curious about this. How were the talks made uh, for you guys to be part of MWF considering ah, okay. EWR and MWF had issues. Finally, I have, um, I kind of have Robin Saint to thank for this also. Cause like, he's the one who kind of warmed me up to the idea, but basically when the pandemic happened and when the whole, like us leaving PWR thing happened, I was like, honestly, I was done with wrestling. Like I, I, I didn't, I didn't like out anything yet. I didn't announce anything yet, but like, I was just like, well, if I announce anything that I'm done with wrestling, there's like, there's nowhere to go with it anyway. So I might as well like, see where I feel so like that was 2020 and then fast forward to like 2021 um, or like 2021 or 2022 I don't remember when punk came back to AEW punk coming back to AEW was kind of like my eye-opening moment that hey this dude who was like very much wronged for in the WWE like after seven years gone and then he comes back and then he's happy I was like maybe I can have that for me um so that's when Ro and I found out about like there was another training area that we trained at called Origin. So we did some roles, did some basic training, and like okay, it's fun to train again. Not really knowing how wrestling was gonna be after that, nor did we have anywhere to go. And then um, Robin Sane came up to us, and then hey, we have, uh, uh, I'm training with WW, and then MWF also trains in this area. Maybe you guys want to come along. Initially, I had my reservations because. I was just trying to stay away from anything that would trigger me or like cause some trauma again and everything. But like, you know, after some talking with him and he told us to like, just come over and like um, try training without the rest of the guys. So it was just him and like us basically. It kind of like opened me up again to like wanting to do this. I've been like after training in Origins, I kind of felt like I wanted to do it again. I just didn't know where. Honestly, I was just waiting for the borders to open up so I can fly to Thailand or maybe Singapore and then hopefully make my way there again. But then, you know, after getting to train with Sen and then like the next week be trained with MWF and like everyone was just chill and everyone was just like very cool. I was like, okay, maybe there is something here. And then that's when Will, I think, called me up and then said, hey, we, we, like, we're planning to do this thing. Do you want to join um, like, like a series of tapings? I was like, yeah. But then I was also very open with my boundaries. Like I will not work with people I don't like. And they were very cordial enough to like allow me that um, 
to allow me that privilege to not work with people I like because you know in wrestling you technically will work with people you don't like but like you know knowing my boundaries knowing what I've learned in the past how many years of like therapy <laughs> and mental health like I'm very I'm very thankful again I, I mentioned it earlier but I'm thankful again to MW for affording me the opportunity to perform again and feel what it is to be a Philippine pro wrestler again Okay, so my turn. Um, when the pandemic started in 2020, I was pretty very much burned out with wrestling. Uh, the MSG run and our championship run kind of energized me a little bit because I was getting into a new groove of what I could do in the ring and what I enjoyed doing in the ring. So uh, when the pandemic started, I was burned out, but I was also still okay with the idea of going through it. So eventually when the things happened, uh, we left PWR and all that, all that stuff. Um, I didn't want to really wrestle again. Although uh, given time, I started training uh, my body to be ring ready at least or to some level of ring readiness, which was it. But I knew that I wanted to fix a lot of what I was doing. And I didn't want to wrestle right away because um, after such a long layoff in the pandemic, two years of no wrestling, uh, you just don't go in there again and try to pick up where you left off. So that's why I'm really amazed with guys like JDL, Ken Warren, Crystal, everyone else in MWF as well, who took time off the same way we did, but started wrestling like nothing ever happened. Like... It's like the pandemic didn't happen and we all stayed home for two years. But that wasn't me. I knew it wasn't going to be me. So that's why when Cinna William and Fabs came asking me if I was okay with dressing for MWF, I didn't want to do it because I wanted to train first. And then when I did train, uh, I realized that um, the low stakes environment, the low pressure environment of uh, training was where I wanted to be at and not the performing in front of crowds for for the cameras and to put out as a actual wrestling product. So sorry, guys, that's not where I am right now. But uh, yeah, as JD mentioned, they came calling and uh, they were really nice about it. Uh, William, Veronica, Fabs, Kath were really nice about it. And that's what really put me at ease about working with MWF. And if they weren't as understanding about where my mental health was, where I was at, if they were pushy about it, I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't have given my okay to work with them again. So I'm really in a good spot. Oh, and I also echo uh, what JD said about uh, MWF giving me this opportunity to still be part of wrestling, but also in uh, in a capacity that I really, really enjoy doing. So thank you for that, and let's make some good shit. Also, just to add, it's fun not being a leader. So thank you guys for <laughs> taking care of that part. And I will give you my all as a performer. <laughs> Another job interview. <laughs> no, I'm just like, you know, you know, how you've been in like such a bad experience. And like, it's like you've been stuck in a bad place for so long. And then because you have something so fun and so good that you just have nothing but he praises on to it. That's, that's where I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's not just us. If I may add anything to that, it's not... Like, you know, great leaders also need people who are, you know, who are fun to lead. And, and you know, based on experience, the MWF guys plus the, the, the new members of our wrestling family, which are, you know, 
people who are here. Sila Rose, sila JVL, sila uh, Ken Warren and Crystal. You know, it's all, it's, it's, we're all, uh, we're all in a place where, you know, we just want to give our best to whoever's watching. And uh, we're not playing for ego. We're not playing for, for the glory of anything or anyone. Uh, it's, it's really a team uh, spirit. That's where we are now. And uh, that's why we enjoy what we're doing now more than ever. All right. So I was, I'm going to ask uh, for Will and Veronica, uh, how did you or MWF figured out that MWF can do tapings and shows right now or again? What happened was that, you, you, you know, uh, we didn't know what we were going to do. But then passionate people like Silla Fabs, you know, the wrestlers themselves had this idea of, uh, you know, doing stuff even when there's no crowd or something. And they did that with Medjo Noche that they did last year. And that's where we realized maybe we can capitalize on that. Maybe we, we accentuate the positives of this one. You know, we, we put that forward. This is a wrestler's initiatives now, uh, an initiative thing now. We let the talent really shine through. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, and, and we decided to, and, and, you know, they decided to really put things together and, uh, I help out with whatever I can. And, uh, there you go. There's, that's the product now. That's the product that you're seeing. Echoing to what William said, you know, MWF coming back was really an effort that was mounted by the roster first and foremost for us, um, during the pandemic. And, you know, it isn't like, you know, we weren't doing anything during the pandemic. Actually, William and I spent a good chunk of the pandemic fantasy booking what a post-pandemic MWF would look like. And unsurprisingly, it did include JDL. It did include Ken Warren. It did include Crystal. It included Sandata. So, you know, our brains never stopped working because we were thinking, okay, what could we do if, you know, Nothing exists right now. What do we what what do we put together? Our brains, our booking brains had always been working throughout that period. But you know, without any clear forecast of when the pandemic was gonna end, we didn't know what to tell people. And a lot of people started asking questions and we didn't have any answers to those questions. And for us, that was such a powerless feeling because you're used to giving people answers. You're used to giving people solutions. You're used to being in a position where you could help make someone feel comfortable by giving them some sense of direction. But when there's no sense of direction, there's just nothing you could do. So Fabio started assembling people in late 2021. And then before we knew it, the roster came back together. This new 
like this updated version of the 2019-2020 roster that we had. And then they put up Medjin Notch, and that was mostly them. I was just there for support, the way William was there. For, just seeing everyone's dedication and seeing everyone's passion sort of woke things back up at us. When it comes down to it, oh yeah, that was the question, action novella TVs. So it had always been a dream, like even before the pandemic happened, we had been wanting to transition um, to veer away from the pay-per-view style shows that we were doing and start transitioning to doing weekly episodic wrestling shows because that seemed to be the most sustainable thing we could do. If you're mounting up a show once a month, but you're not really putting anything out there, you're just building towards the next one, then you're not really doing anything with, with the footage that you have. You're not really making something that's really sustainable because all you're really doing is just typing up energy for the next one and hoping people can come to it. So we were always going to pivot towards having Action Novella TV be our full length, our flagship show. And then in 2019, we started to pivot towards that right after we did Road to Fate. So that's when we started doing, we did the first set at a, at a basketball court. We did the second set at Arete. Um, we weren't able to do anything after that. So the fact that we actually now get a chance to do Action Novella TV in a very affordable, bare bones way is actually a dream come true because when we were thinking of what Action Novella TV would be like, the original idea was so much more expensive than what it ended up becoming. The pandemic definitely showed us that we didn't need all those big fancy things that we were relying on to produce good weekly episodic wrestling. And I'd like to think that these new episodes of Action Novella TV speak for themselves. They're honest to God, some of the best wrestling we've ever produced throughout our entire existence as the Manila Wrestling Federation. So as we wind down here, last question for everybody around the group. What do you think about the scene now, looking back on the last eight, nine years plus since this entire journey began? Like with your eyes today, what can you say about this entire landscape? Let's start with JDL. I think with this entire landscape right now, compared to the past eight or nine years, everyone's definitely more mature. Um, and you hear a lot of like current, older, out of wrestling people like Bischoff say, oh, maybe back then if I was a little bit more older and like wiser, maybe things would have gone different. Same thing applies here. Even though we've only really been like doing this thing for like maybe almost near a decade, it applies because like I like the fact that our industry and maybe it was like as Veronica mentioned earlier, connected to the pandemic where everyone had more time to think. I like how everyone now is more respectful of everyone because <laughs> like before the pandemic, a lot of our industry or a lot of our scene was about conflict. But now I feel with post-pandemic, I think a lot of the scene will now be more about collaboration. And I've echoed this before and it has fallen on deaf ears, I think. But I think when you really want an industry to shine, it's not about being the better company, but it's about being like a good industry overall where everyone helps each other. Because at the end of the day, it's not about if you're the best, you only get like the piece of the pie that the best gets. But if you help everyone get better, more money goes around, everyone gets better, blah, blah, blah. 
So I think the way that the industry is going now with everyone being more collaborative and everyone like trying to boost each other up, hopefully it translates into better things for the industry. But if not, at least we're having fun. Uh, how about you, Veronica? Oh, I'm in total agreement with everything JD Alta said. He pretty much hit the nail right in the coffin with that. I mean, we're at a point now where we can finally have fun with the scene. And I think it's a good thing that we went through everything that we did in the past because it makes us a lot wiser. Um, it makes us a lot more appreciative of the business and the position where we're at. And especially right now, I think our position right now really has to be, we have to pivot away from what we were and start becoming something even higher because our everyone here, everyone on this podcast, our end goal is to eventually ditch our day jobs so we can work in Philippine wrestling full time. I think we can all agree that's exactly what we want. And I think we're now at the place where we're at the most mature, we're the most um, seasoned when it comes to the business, and we're at our most mentally fit and healthiest to actually start moving towards that direction together where, you know, Filipino wrestlers to be regarded as superstars. That's what we want. Ideally, when we when you guys do the 1,000th episode of the podcast, everyone in Southeast Asia should be watching us. Everyone in Southeast Asia should be taking their cue from us. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that by the time you get to your 1,000th episode, that's where we are. Uh, the past nine years, uh, for me, Anusha, series of experimentation. You know, we got to see what worked, what did not work, what was bad for us, what was good for us. Now we have the data. Now we have the experience. Not just from NWF. You know, we we've seen uh, how PWR has grown from uh, its humble beginnings. How MWF is still growing. How uh, World Underground Wrestling is uh, getting themselves out there, putting themselves uh, out there rather. It's a pot of uh, knowledge for all of us. And now we get, to, uh, we, we get to pick what is best for us. And that's where we go moving forward. So the scene now, as, as JBL and Veronica, they, they've hammered it. Um, uh, we're all mature. We're all older and a bit wiser. And uh, now we are in a position to be more, I'm trying to look for the right word, pero parang mas alam na natin kung paano siya titingnan from a better perspective. So we, we have the leverage now. And uh, hopefully we help each other more in the coming years. And uh, yun nga, the goal, sabi nga ni Veronica, is for us, to be able to create an ecosystem that works for everyone that is uh, workable for everyone from the promotions to the wrestlers to podcasts like you and uh, the other ones who are doing it. And uh, hopefully it becomes a better, more constructive, more supportive uh, system as a whole. Thanks, Will. Igaro, do you want to add to that? 
Uh, siguro subigan lang. Right now, the pandemic reset a whole bunch of things, so I can't say for sure what the entire scene will look like. As only one company is really operating right now, and uh, that's not a it's not a knock on anyone. It's just the truth, right? So I can only comment on one on what MWF is doing, and that I can also really only commend them for finally being, or you know, not about finally, but really getting it done to be open enough to work with whoever they need to work with like wala nang shades of gatekeeping or being cliquish they know that uh in order to draw the buzz that they need to draw it really has to be a collaboration between a bunch of people that the entire fandom in the Philippines wants to see so that's really great on them because a few years ago you probably or you could have seen that but not to the point where it is now so again props go to MWF and the current leadership present company included so sana lahat ng companies in the Philippines maging ganito rin. On my end, I'm just really happy that you know you guys are active now. Lit. I was kind of lucky to get back into wrestling in my own way. I'd like to think now we're in a better spot today than we were at this point two years ago, for example, like at the height of COVID, right? And lahat naman ng ginawa natin it all led somewhere. Um, you know, the podcast has grown to where it is. JD, you, Ken, and Crystal went to China to try out for WWE, like. What the hell, diba? Uh, we just talked about it on the list of 10 things we never thought we'd see happen in wrestling. Uh, Veronica was one of our key contacts whenever WWE would be here in the Philippines uh, because she worked closely with the local PR. And the fact that all of us have somehow still found a way to keep being present in wrestling for the Philippines, it's great. And I, I can't wait to see kung ano pa yung gagawin uh, ng local scene, uh, as Rose said, present company included. So props to everybody. Really happy that we got to have this chance to catch up, to have this recording, and wishing everybody all the best in all of our collective future endeavors. On that note, Jake DeLeon, Veronica Litton, William Melvin, thank you so much for joining us for this roundtable on episode 500 of the Wrestling thank Wrestling you. Podcast. Thanks, guys. Rowan, do you have anything to say? Uh, no, I, I just oh, want to... Just making sure. Just making sure, Rowan. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again to Veronica Shannon, Robin Sane, William Melvin, and JDL for joining us on the roundtable. Rowan, may napulot ka bang bagong stories or takeaways or information from that interview? And I'll have a lot. Uh, I have a long list of stuff that I just learned. To, I never knew those even existed. Like the hybrid being act, an actual group, supposedly supposed to be a group. And then it became a name of a title in PWR. But, you know, I just... I feel intimidated when I was talking to them because usually I would only give them small talks right after the show. But right now, I, I guess I need to get used to this. Yeah, it's part of your evolution as a podcast host to get over that hump, right? Kind of like catching up on your dynamite. Uh, we'll, put that on your, we'll put that on your homework. Things that Rowan ASH needs to do so that he can finally be an SH. I just realized that there are responsibilities that you Like. This is like adulting na. Like they told the stories na uh, nung bata pa sila like how medyo irresponsible sila and don't know how to handle stuff. But now learn uh that they have grown older and more mature, they they learned how to handle things if they would go back in time. 
Yeah, imagine trying to run a company and trying to build up a wrestling scene from scratch at your age right now. That's how it was actually for a bunch of these guys. Uh, not Seguro Sina William and Sina Veronica, but some of the other guys were as young as you when it all started. So imagine all of that uh, trying to, you know, build a scene out of nothing at all. Yeah, then learning how to deal with the SEC, with the BIR, figuring out how all of these legal mumbo-jumbo works. Holy crap, I, I could not imagine having been part of that scene that early on. So yeah, um, it, it is a bit daunting when you take a look at it from, from that context. No? It's easy to dismiss it as, oh, laru-laru lang, or oh, these guys, uh, these people don't know what they're doing. Oh, balibagan lang, all that stuff, right? So... Um, it's nice that we're able to at least get these stories out there. Habang kahit papano medyo fresh pa in people's memories, if you know uh, some of them still care to really remember everything that went on. So there, uh, that's gonna do it for episode 500 of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Thank you for sticking around for this extra long episode. I know we don't really put out episodes this long anymore, pero pagbigyan yun kami, it's episode 500. We'll catch you again this Thursday for our weekly live stream, 7 p.m. On Kumu, it is at Wrestling Wrestling Pod. On Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Thank you very much to all of our fantastic babyface producers behind the scenes who really do all the good work for the show. Much love going out to Chino in the US. On behalf of Rowan ASH and Ro Moran, my name is Stan C. Episode 500 of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast is in the books. Keep your masks on and get your vaccines and your boosters if and when you can. We're out of here. Bye-bye. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.